This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, Clock Dodgers? This is part two of last episode. As I explained to you in my conversation with Adrian, we split into two halves. Last episode was the Kanye episode. Yo, shout out to everybody who hit me up about that episode. Um, a lot of good feedback about, you know, how people felt about the Yay album and all that kind of stuff. Um, so as expected, you know, Kanye always stirs up a little bit of conversation. Um, this is part two of that conversation. Again, this is with Adrian. If you're looking for him on social media, it's at A-D underscore G-A-S-K-I-N. A-D underscore G-A-S-K-I-N. Uh, again, this part of the conversation is more about, uh, it sticks to hip hop and rap still for the most part, um, but it's about Drake, Pusha T, Beef and Rap, uh, this artist Takashi 69 If you're not familiar with him already, uh, we talk a little bit about him and his uh, you know, his moves in the industry as of late or since he's been in the industry, period. Um, it's just a really, it's a really uh, good conversation to finish this thing up on. Um, so I'm glad we get to share both both of these with you, but separately uh, because they needed to be broken up. Uh, so I hope you guys really enjoy the episode. I don't want to take too much time up here in the intro. Of course, I'll get with you guys on the outro as well. So when the conversation's over, hang tight because I still want to get with you guys. Um, as always, uh, sponsor the podcast, no halftime. Don't forget if you guys play fantasy sports, right? If you like sports at all, uh, you like to, you know, you like to have some little bets with your friends or, or, or people who think they know more about sports than you use no halftime, visit no halftime.com. You can download the app on your iPhone, Android, whatever it is. Um, and it's a daily fantasy sports app. So head to head matchup. So LeBron versus Kevin Durant, Tom Brady versus, um, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, whatever, what, however you want to set them up, but they're really fun. It's really easy. You don't have to be some kind of expert. I know a lot of people are afraid of fantasy sports. They think, I'm not an expert. I don't know how to do this. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, this is super friendly to anybody, whether you're an expert or not. Um, So go on there and win some money. Uh, Otherwise, other than that, cloudodgers.com is the website. You know where it's at, all the good information, all the good conversations and articles that people are uh, are sharing on there. So I definitely recommend you to check it out. And we got a really dope song. Um, I know I got a lot of feedback for Jay Nolan last week uh, in the last episode, not last week, but last episode. A lot of people gave great feedback on the Jay Nolan song. Uh, I knew you guys would like that. And this episode is no different. I'm a really talented artist. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, to share that with y'all at the end of the episode. Uh, so look forward to that. Other than that, guys, let's just get into the conversation. I will. Um, I'm hoping to have another episode out for you guys um, before I'm, I'm actually going to Sweden for a few days. So I'll be out of town for a few days. Um, there may be an episode before I go, but you guys know I got a lot of stuff in store for you. So just just sit tight. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you follow on social media. Um, lots of good stuff. Oh, also at no halftime, before I forget, they're going to be giving away a uh, Le'Veon Bell autographed jersey. 
really soon. They have a contest coming, so um, definitely check that out as well. Be aware of that, man. I love you on Bell Sign Jersey. You don't want to miss out on that. Details coming soon. So let's go ahead and get to the conversation. I'll catch you guys on the other end. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot go with them. Can't do it. Play with the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to these things. Um, one, of course, you know, Ka- we you know we met, we kind of clued to it earlier, but moving on to Kanye's, you know, artist Pusha T. Um, you know, he recently or is currently still, I guess you could say, possibly um, partaking in a little bit of a rap beef um, with you know much more uh, commercially known artist Drake. Um, and it's, you know, push kind of to set a timeline for people. Push took a jab on his album at Drake, um, which, you know, like I said, was better than yay. But anyway, uh, Drake responded to it with it, with a diss track of sorts. Um, and then of course, push responded back at Drake and that's kind of where things got weird. Um, and it's kind of the focus of, you know, what I want to talk about here because, you know, there's all kinds of conversations going on. Obviously this you know, cause a lot of attention because it's Drake and, you know, whether you're a big hip hop head, whether you're not, um, everyone knows who Drake is. So when things get, you know, happen and pushes, you know, verse to him or track to him, um, a lot of it, some, most of it was publicly known anyway, but to hear someone say it and put it the way he said it, um, and, and, you know, in some people's eyes, he went too far. And so I kind of wanted to ask you first, before we go any further into the conversation is, can you go too far? We're not even talking about these two gentlemen, but can you go too far in a rap disc, in your opinion? Yes. Okay. So I, that so I, that's on the table. One hundred percent you can go too far. You can go you can go too far. Case, case in point, let's go to the let's go to the beef that ended Ja Rule's career. You can say it was fifty cent, but it was really Eminem. Right. What was the one thing that Ja Rule did that set it that took it to another level? Mentioned his daughter. Once you mention, once you mention somebody's personal loved one, and especially in certain ways and certain imagery, you've gone too far. Right. So let me ask you this: Drake mentioned his Pusha's fiance. Do you feel when Drake did that, in the way he did it, in the way he said it, went too far? Do you feel that was a line too far crossed already? I think. I think it should. I think Drake. Drake has done a couple of things, you know. He's gone, he's dissed Kid Cudi, you know, about his depression, you know, and that, and I think that went a little, you know, close to home, mm-hmm. you know. So I didn't like that. I think the mentioning of put uh, Push's fiance, who do we know for a fact if Drake and Push's fiance have some type of his- back history, or is this just not that I'm aware of? Uh, <laughs> not that I'm aware. So. So we'll just go that was just a random bar, right? right? She ain't. She, this is between you and this is between you and Push, right? You know, she had nothing. She has nothing to do with this. So why are you bringing her in? You know, I understand in beef there's going to be casualties of war, but I think there are times that you're like this. Okay, okay. You know, right. this is just music. Let's just this is music. Let's keep it on wax, right? 
So now let me say this then. All right. So Drake mentions the fiance um, and, and nothing too crazy, right? Like he didn't degrade her in any kind of way or anything unless I missed something. Um, so he mentions the fiance. Now, when Pusher responds, he brings up uh, a child that Drake and he and he says that Drake isn't taking care of his child. Um, he mentions his father leaving him or kind of stepping out of the family. Um, he mentions um, you know, his, his, his friend 40, who, who is sick with MS. Um, so he, he goes all the way, you know, to the deep end of what you would say is crossing the line. Now, in your opinion, because Drake mentioned the fiance, do you feel like Drake deserved that? Or do you feel like now this is too right? So neither one is, you know, neither one is right for this. This is too wrong. No, no one's making a right at this point. Let's break, let's, let's break it down. Let's start first with his, his son. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that was open. I think that I think everybody who's been paying attention to Drake knows that he has a love child out there. He has. It's been an open secret, you know, maybe not as reported on because, again, a great PR team. Right. So you feel that was fair game because it was kind of reported. I think I think if it's already I think if it's already been reported or already been spoke about. I think that's fair game because it's it's material. Right. So with right? The, with that idea, the Drake's father is cool, right? The situation. I think ours because Drake has spoken has right. spoken out on that. So he's just he's just saying it in a different tone. He's just reiterating it different way. Just different way. You know, it's just like the you know. I think he was again. It comes back to the duality because Drake likes to position himself as this good guy mm-hmm. and we and i don't know drake from from a bottle of milk <laughs> but he i think the person drake is a nice guy but his ego of drake the ovo general coming from the six is this braggadocious <laughs> guy you know who which i'm not like the biggest drake fan in the world but he did when he does rap like on his rhyming stuff, he does get busy, right. you know. So it's kind of it comes back to that duality. So it's so it says something of your father did did stepped out on you. You know the pain that went through through all of that, right? And now you have a, you have a son out there, and you haven't done anything. And what makes it even a little bit tackier? Oh. You're trying to use your son to sell a clothing line, right? After you do it, after you put out, you know, nice for what and guys playing, which you know, gave everyone said, Oh, Drake is so you know, compassionate and he's <laughs> all about women's rights and whatnot. You know, it's like now we know, you know, Push just basically said, Yeah, all that's BS. This is who you, this is who you really are, right. So we so we got the son, we got the dad. The last piece, the big piece, was his his mention of you know Drake's best friend Forty, um, who again is you know dealing with MS. Um, and again, Drake has mentioned this in the past. Drake has mentioned you know Forty and the situation and his health. So again, on this level, are you still saying this was spoken of, or because you know again he went to the deep end? Are you saying okay now this is over the line? What what took it to the deep end? regarding 40 it wasn't that it was a throwaway jab right because we've we've had you know if you go back and 
to hip-hop, you've heard different people's names, like, with throwaway lines. You know, you never really put it to it. But what made this line, I think, a little more personable and a little bit more disrespectful was when Push made that beep-beep sound. Right. <laughs> and said, how many, you know, what, what do you say? How long does this man have beep-beep-beep? That, I think, was like, okay, bro. I was with you. I'm I'm loving I'm loving the I'm loving what you're talking about. I'm loving I'm loving this this you know going for the jugular type of thing. But you were disrespectful, so it was like almost like okay, bro, you took that one a little bit too far. You right. know, he's al- he's already down on the ground bleeding. You know, gasping for air. You don't have to to keep him in a sleeper hold any longer, you know, just let this man walk away. Right. And you're talking about when he said tick, 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 right? Yes. Yeah, so like the time he's ticking on him, like how much time you got and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, so I think, and it was calculated. It was calculated. So again, if you're looking at the battle, if you're looking at this battle, has it gone totally disgusting? I think, Push has took has taken it to a different level. Push is a different beast. He grew up in a different time. Drake is a fanboy. He's he has skills. He's he's a great write he's a great writer. Ghost writer aside, <laughs> he can he can he can write. He can write songs and ironically, he wrote on Yay and he wrote on Yikes the chorus yep. and course didn't get didn't get any acknowledgement on that so that speaks that speaks that's another layer to this beef so but still with 40 40s anytime you hear about 40 40 is a good guy right everybody you know from everybody's like 40 just works he's a good guy he's a good soul wants to help everybody and just you know Make basically make his life mean something while he's still here, right? So I think with Push doing that, yeah, that was kind of distasteful, right? Same way, same way. If you look at Daytona, at Daytona, for that album cover was distasteful. So I think Push right now is just on a I don't give a fuck tip. Yeah, I, I can't even get with the album cover thing because it spends eighty something k on the album cover and then Kanye is taking just his personal picture making the album cover with some like he drew it in paint um but anyway that's besides the point um so so we, so we, okay so we're, we're talking about this rap beef here we're talking about whether it went too far or not obviously some of us come from a time where Pac was dissing biggie and talking about how he slept with his wife how he's gonna make sure his seeds or his kids you know these people's kids don't grow how you know um don't want you got sickle cell um do do the do the do the fans of rap that come from that era have are, are we desensitized to this to this kind of stuff or we live in a much more sensitive era at this point i think we all can agree that people yes. complain about everything um so have we become softer to the point where we're all bothered by this or do you feel like some people still look at it but like you know i was around when biggie and Pac were rapping like this is this is light 
you know, compared to that? Is there is there still that difference, do you feel like, or do you feel like we've all gotten soft to that kind of, you know, I think talk? we've, gr- I think we've grown up. I think that's, I think, I think that's the point. I think we've grown up and the one thing that we've all can go back, can agree on is we want while it's fun for us, we wanted to be on wax. Right. With Biggie and Pac, that was real life. That became something of basic politics becoming street shit that ended up in the loss of two lives. It got forever, unnecessary. For forever, forever they're going to be connected. Biggie and Pac. You know. And I think they're in I think in in lyrical beef, in lyrical beef, there there should be certain lines, right? I can do my research on you. I can do whatever, right? And I can show you how to how better that you know how better I am than you. But I think into but I think the ones that. We can even look at Jay Z and Nas. Remember, Jay Z talked about leaving condoms on the baby seat. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and Jay had to come out and say, yeah, "Look, I'm sorry." You know, <laughs> you know. So I think there is a certain. I think there is a certain a line that's like, okay, you can bump up against it, but if you cross it, then you're like, ugh. Right. We'd rather we'd rather not see it go there. Basically. I think we agree on that as far as it's even kind of like when even if you're just having problems with one of your friends or even when you just take jabs at each other, you both know there's like lines you just don't go over because if we go over that, we don't really come back from it the same way. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what's happening here. But, we, you know, when we're talking about, you know, whether, you know, push went too far with this, we also have to bring into the equation of Jay Prince. Which, <laughs> which brings us to right now, because you know Drake hasn't responded, and everybody was like, you know, what's going on here? Because what 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 makes this difficult is Drake has had you know feuds, beefs, whatever you want to call them, in hip hop, and he's reacted to, to different ones differently. Um, you have Budden, where he didn't even respond to Joe really. Joe just kept going and going. He never really entertained it. And then you got guys like Meek, where it was like he was kicking his dude while he was down. And so you know. Everyone's like, you know, you got the the meek battle. You're like, you know, I gave you four days where y'all at and stuff. And we're like, all right, well, where's Drake at? Because he's got to do something, right? We're thinking there's no way this ends here for Drake. And then Jay Prince comes out. He's on a tour for his book. And he's, you know, talking in all these different radio stations. And he basically says, you know, Drake has something, has a track that I've heard. And, you know, this, I guess, can go back into conspiracies like we had earlier with Kanye. But um, he said, Drake has a song that I've heard. And I, I you know, I, I recommend that he does not release that because, you know, number one, we're not here to tear people down like that um, at that level. And also, you know, you're going to affect people's lives, people's families, you know, and specifically talking about Kanye and Push. Um, and so we're in this space where you know, Drake has been told like not to respond, it seems like. Um, and, you know, we don't know if we're going to get anything from Drake. We don't know if he's ever going to talk about it, if he's just going to, you know, just move on from it and actually never happened. But, you know, when Jay Prince gets, you know, gets involved for anyone, you know, obviously I think everyone is familiar with Jay Prince at this point, but obviously he's highly respected. You also don't want to be on the other side of the table with him when you're not in a good situation with him because he's also highly feared. Um, but, 
you know, do we, do, do you believe that, you know, Jay Prince is, is, is doing by Drake the right thing here as far as telling him not to respond? Because in my, in my lane, how, how I'm looking at it is I don't want Drake to respond how push responded, right? I don't want him to go there. I really don't. Um, but at the same time, I feel like Drake in, in, <clears throat> in some creative manner has to respond, right? Not, he doesn't have to get like that, but I feel like he has to acknowledge it. He has to, you know, take the high road, but lyrically do it. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So first things first. Jay Prince, I was not laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all have to be clear not, about that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I want to be clear about that. Jay Prince, respected, you know. Uh, but it's not a good look. The optics are not a good look for for Drake in that situation. Because... As we talked about, Drake talk, was kicking Kid Cudi while he was down, dealing with his own mental health stuff. He kicked Meek down while he, you know. And then the first time, you know, he doesn't respond to Joe, to Joe Budden, which Joe was was giving him some body shots. <laughs> he was which, super excited for a beef. <laughs> he was super excited. <laughs> And he was giving him body shots, and Drake, I think, understood at that point. Yeah, that's, you know, what do I have to gain from it? But more so, I think he understood, oh, that's a different type of cat. Right. You know. So now, Push comes out, does his does his diss, and we haven't heard from Push in so long. So I think Drake kind of felt, you know, kind of was thinking, oh, okay, we haven't heard from this man for so long. We kind of know what he's doing, but we don't know musically what he's doing. And if it is, it's just been like guess, you know, guest spots here and there. So I think he took for granted Push. And Push is a different, I think when Push is in that battle mode, he's a different kind of beast. So when so Push is in that 100% battle mode right now. So I think Jake Prince kind of said, all right, if Push goes anymore, Push is fucking up my money, you know, because Jake Prince does have an investment in Drake. Right. You know, so this, so him coming out, you know, basically ending it, would it be a diss against Push or would it be a get a diss against Kanye? Both. You it would be both. I think he would. I think he would go on. I think he would go on. I think he would go on Push, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if Push comes to shove, I think he would have more ammunition against Kanye. So do I. Yeah. So, I think that might have been the call. I think that might have been saying, whoa, what you're saying about Kanye, if that's true, that he's done for. Right. And and, and Jay Prince did mention that, right? That Kanye called him to stop that? I think he called Kanye. Oh, he called Kanye. Okay. I think he called Kanye because that might be been... It may be one or the other, but I think he called Kanye. And I think Kanye is not a battle guy. 
you know. Right. Yeah, he came out built- and tweeted about it too and said he doesn't like he doesn't co-sign this and doesn't want it. Um I'm curious though. Let me ask you this. If Drake does not respond, are we okay with that? Like are our hip hop fans cuz I think, you know, Drake is in this tough place because Drake before the whole ghostwriter thing was I I mean from everything that I, everyone that I spoke to was well respected still is well respected but there's always that thing like when you said it earlier great writer except for the ghostwriting thing like that's like a knock on him right it's always something that people bring up now um if he doesn't respond to this are we going to add this to the list of things of you know Drake's a great artist except for the ghostwriting thing and except for not responding to push like are we going to do that or are we okay now when artists don't respond, especially in a situation like this? And we say, well, you know, he took the high road. Because we're always critical of artists. I mean, we're, we're, we keep everything on them if we can. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a case by case scenario. I think with Drake, because of Drake's celebrity celebrity status, he's no he's not a rapper anymore. He's a pop star. And here was the funny thing, right? Uh. You you've heard this game called HQ Trivia, right? Yeah. They even mentioned the Drake and Pusha T disc. Wow. Right, and they and the host said, "Hey Drake, we're still waiting on that response. You gotta respond." Interesting. So that's take so that's taking it out of the rap of the rap arena to a bigger stage. So so now you got in people who may not even be listening to rap, but know who Drake is going and doing their research and saying oh this this is who Pusha T is oh dang this is what he said oh Drake you gotta respond right you know and some so in a way Drake has to respond he may not have to go all the way in there but he needs to at least show that he still that he has a muscle for it even if he even if he if at the end of the day we get four records in this whole entire beef, right? We can say Drake main is not that type of guy for to go against a lyrical cat like Pusha T. But at least he put up a hell of a fight. Right. You know? Right. The way that sounds like right now is you were this braggadocious punk kid who was saying I can I can go against you, I can go against you, I can go against you. But when the people who are better than you in the lyrics category comes and punches you in the face, and one person basically takes your soul away from you, you run to daddy and says, and basically say, daddy, can you fix this? That's how the optics are. Right. Am, am I wrong in that? No, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. Especially, I mean, again, you know, like you said, there's the pop culture fans who don't really pay attention to this and then there's the diehard hip-hop heads like us and you know we're also not gonna let go of the whole joe thing either right when when joe dissed him so we're thinking joe dissed you you ain't respond push dissed you you ain't respond and now we started to think well you know kendrick dissed you and you ain't yeah respond. so we started to think well is it certain artists that you just aren't willing to go up against or you just know it ain't good for you or whatever it is or do you you know what, what? What? What's that? It's hard to not acknowledge it at some point. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's why I said Jay I feel like you. yeah, Jay just him. Yeah, and so that's why I feel like you know he has to do something creatively um, 
to react to this, whether it's, you know, put it in lyrical form or take the high road or, you know, eight mile it somehow and just kind of respond to all these negative things and about it. And that's him. why a lot of people have been saying that he should eight mile it. But in this case of how can you turn that eight mile? How can you turn it into eight mile for him, even if he embraces everything? It's it, the narrative is still going to be there that you ran to that that you ran to Jay Prince, you know you looking like Clarence out here, <laughs> you know yeah. that you ran to Jay Prince to to fight to fight your battle and at this point, you know much respect to Jay to Jay Prince but it's not a good look and I understand when money's involved and your invet and investments and whatnot you don't want to see that investment fall, you don't want to see it fail. You wanted to make sure that it's running at at 100% or as close to it as possible. If if Drake does not, and he's on a milk carton somewhere. I just want to hear not, from him, man. I just want to hear something. And people saying he may, he may, you know, his fans are saying, why does he have to respond now? Why can't he just wait till Scorpion? Because with all beefs, there is a you know an expiration date. And I think we just don't you care know more after a certain point. Yeah, we. I think we when we really break it down, it's like we like the competition, but then once it starts dragging on and dragging on, I think all of us come to it it's like this, bro. Come on, makes yeah. you know. And, then, he, and then he's making comments on Instagram talking about y'all don't really know what I've been through and stuff, and it's like, oh man, what's going and on let's, here? I think if anything, I think Drake is. I think Drake is more worried about that blackface photo. Yeah, he did come out and defend that, like, or or you know, try to explain it like instantly, right? Because he didn't say anything, but that he did like come out and say something about. Yeah, and I didn't fully agree with what he, I understood what he was trying to say, but. Even with the context, it something does not feel right about that photo. Right. I I just feel like there may be something else in the tuck that he doesn't want to come out. Because if if it's just that one photo, what other photos of him in blackface are we would we possibly see? I think that has hurt Drake a little bit more in terms of sponsors. And, uh, and corporations wanting to do business with Drake than this pusher did, you know. So I think he's battling two different on two different fronts, and his mind is split on top of I'm trying to make an album. So it's crazy, man. There's so again, man, just like the Kanye conversation. There's so many layers to this, and it's not over with. It's not done. There, there, there has to be a, you know. There has to be some uh, some uh, some closure, man. There has to be. So, hopefully, it's not. We hopefully we don't gotta wait for the Scorpion album, but um, we definitely need some closure, you know, in this whole Drake Pusha thing and um, what form that comes in, when it comes, I don't know, man. But um, you know, I just don't want. I'm I'm a fan of Drake, man. I know that that's not popular to say sometimes. You know, people don't want to embrace Drake for whatever the reason is. Um, but I just don't want to see him go out like that. You know what I mean? No, and and he's the he's a golden goose. I can't as much like I said. I'm not the biggest Drake fan. I do like you know he does make good music from. You know I'm not going to say he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. I'm 
you know, but I will give the man respect, you know, because the man is talented. What I, you know, is there certain things about Drake's business acumen I wish that he would improve on, like pushing his support behind his artists on OVO? You know, that's a knock against him, right. you know? And, but, you know, he's he's a good writer. He's a good writer, minus minus the ghostwriting claims. <laughs> minus, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. So, in this in this case, the one time that he could basically erase the ghostwriting claims, you have Jay Prince come and fight your battles for you. The optics are not good. So, now, you got... He has a ghostwriter. Adrian, Adrian, you're being more critical of Drake than Kanye, man. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I had to say uh, it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's two things because I think I think both I think both of them are in a way connected to, you know, right. is Drake grew up idol in a way idolizing Kanye, and now their whole entire they're connected in one way or another. Because am I not? Am I mistaken? But didn't Kanye have beef with Ky- with Drake during uh, Best I Ever Have during that whole video shoot? I, mean, I feel like everybody has had a problem with Drake. From 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 artists to fans to the critics, everybody, man. Well, you know who has a beef with everybody these days, which is a nice segue to it is Tekashi. A beautiful segue. Somehow we've segued from Kanye to Drake. Now to the man with the rainbow hair who, if you use Instagram, if you follow rap culture, if you stay well-versed in the music scene, I mean, I guess you can even say pop culture at this point, um, you are aware of Takashi 6 9 man, who is 100% a character, um, comes across as a troll many times. Um, I, I mean, straight up, he, he's mastered instagram he's 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 mastered it to the point where like it's hard to deny the results of what he's gotten so far um for anyone who doesn't know uh if you if you just look him up you'll you'll know really quick about everything he's done um because he he reminds us often um but he says he's gone seven for seven now on billboard and he says he's never taken an l adrian never taken an l um as uh, he's managed somehow to stay in, in rap beef or just, you know, whatever kind of beef he's dealing with at an incredibly consistent and relentless level. Um, yet again, you know, in depending on how you look at this, he wins, right? And again, that is obviously, you know, perspective based. But, you know, it's this guy, it's this artist um, that, you know, everyone's looking at, right? And some people are looking at it for different reasons. Some people want to see the downfall that they presume has to come eventually. Um, some are just impressed with what he's been able to accomplish in a short period of time. Um, I guess, you know, we're in this weird place, right? With social media, because, and and I've spoken about it with people before on the podcast where, Art, artist, or I guess, I guess, really any kind of influencer in any in any lane you want to say, has been able to take just an Instagram account and become a success story from it. Right? Um, they don't have to have albums out before it. They don't have to have content out of some sort before it. They literally take the way they handle their Instagram account and make themselves um, whatever they want, 
and be a success at it, which is new to us, right? It's not, you know, coming up when we were in school, no one said, you know, no one even knew what Instagram was. It didn't exist. And there was no outlet like that um, to build yourself up, uh, you know, to some status where once you get to a certain point now, I'll just be whatever I want to be. Um, and that's kind of what he's done. And I, I don't want to discredit him because I don't know the work that he put in before all this, but you know, it just, we're in this weird place, man. It's, it is weird. It's very weird, but let's look, let's look at the pros and cons of, of, of six, nine. I'm just going to call him cause I ain't going to call him that full name. <laughs> uh, what he's done is you ha you can't deny it. you can't deny the hustle that he's that he's putting in, you know, the work that he is putting in. Right. You know, as as much as I don't like the content of his songs, um that's just not for me. It's not my crowd. It's not my vibe, but it bumps, you know. So for him you think okay he's a one-hit wonder then you know two two songs okay three all right he, he's got a following now you're saying that you're seven for seven i don't know if he's seven for seven <laughs> we can say that he has a very influential billboard ranking right he said seven I, songs out seven on billboard so that's how i he's think looking at it. i think we can say that now with with six nine the question is, is he just a one-trick pony? I think that's going to come. Is it's nice to do that for a year, eighteen months. Now we're starting to get, but after eighteen months, what's your longevity? You're going to have to put actual talent out there. And what he's doing right now, I think he's right in this cloud train he's basically doing we grew up watching world star you know mm -hmm. and he he's basically taken what world star did and just put some steroids in it and just made himself a character now i don't know if he is has official gang ties you know there's been questions about that right but the but the energy that he's putting out there is very dangerous with him and he's doing this all on instagram and i don't know how old the, the six nine is what is it 20 21 yeah he's gonna be somewhere around there this again you can't knock the hustle but what he's what he's putting out there is very negative and it's going to come back around and with him doing that video going at chief keith and Lil Reese, you know, and other Chicago rappers. That's putting that's putting some negative energy out there, right? You know, even we. I think everyone's seen that video, especially with Cuban doll or what's her name? Uh, Cuban doll. Yeah. yeah, Cuban doll. Cuban doll getting the dog and basically running away. Yeah. Like she's like, I'm not. I didn't sign up for this part. You know, and you're dealing with Chief Keef who. As I think everyone knows, he gets busy, right? You know, and the way that everything you know laid out on the timeline with Takashi, you know, basically calling calling them out and Chief Keith flying to the New York area, 
and then basically say almost like basically checking him that's what the that's what the timeline narrative would have you have and especially shortly thereafter there was reports of somebody trying to shoot chief keith that you know a couple hours later six nine is conveniently not in New York. He's in is he's in California. And where does Chief Keith live currently at the time at this time? California. California. <laughs> yeah. So it's like almost like Chief Keith is becoming six nine's boogeyman. So with so with six nine, he needs to stop. Honestly. I think he's I think the people I think he's he's going to he's going to run into somebody one day. He's going to, he's going to say something one day that's going to get him seriously hurt. And I do not wish ill upon no man or no woman. But when you start putting out there and acting macho, especially amongst street people, somebody's going to test you. Right. And Unless you got, unless you got somebody that that person respects in your crew, or can talk you, can talk you down, it's going to be that one guy that's going to is going to pull up, and then you may not be here anymore, or you may be in a bad situation. Then what? All that, all that tough talk on Instagram basically puts you up in a hospital bed or worse. Right. Is that worth it? That is the question of the day. Now I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. See, and, and see, that's like the kind of the, you know, the place that I wanted to kind of go with this was, you know, I don't know if you've seen them, you know, Vice has a, um, you know, has Noisy, which is, you know, their music channel type thing. And they did a whole Chirac, you know, series where they kind of followed Chief Keefe and uh, Lil Reese and Lil Durk and kind of the whole story of everything there and how it all started and where it's at. And you know, when you start to see things too, like there was an artist, Lil Jojo, you know, who was who was killed in Chicago, and he had problems, obviously, with these guys. They actually show a clip on that Chirac documentary, which is crazy, where you know Lil Jojo and his and his guys are riding down the street past Lil Reese, and they're like saying whatever they're saying to him, and Lil Reese is like, "Yo, I'm gonna kill you, Jojo. I'm gonna kill you." And like literally hours later, Jojo's dead. So not saying Reese did it. I'm not saying anyone did it. But at the end of the day, you know, they were saying like maybe. You know, social media had a play in this because they knew where he was due to social media. Um, and I, I just bring all this up because, um, you know, to, you know, six nine success due to Instagram or social media is dangerous. And it's kind of like they mentioned again on this on this series was that when you see someone become successful and rich off of something, you're bound to have copycats who say, "Well, damn, it worked for him, right?" And that's just logical that people are going to copy that and say, well, let me try to go harder, do what he does, but go harder and just get where he's at, too. And it's this crazy game because kids are growing up seeing that. And, you know, it's not in the streets anymore necessarily originally, you know, originally now this is on the Internet. So I feel like you take away some of that realness, that rawness, that feel that people had. You know, you maybe you were scared to do it in the street, but now you feel like I could do it on Instagram and it's going to be okay. But in reality, like you said, all it takes is one day, one person to catch you. And it doesn't even have to be the people you're talking about. Because when you're talking like that and you just create that negative vibe, you know, you just create that energy around you that 
people want to test you. People want to, you know, prove you wrong or whatever the case may be. Um, so I just feel like, you know, some people look at it like, damn, did Takashi, you know, put the cheat code in? Did he break the game here and kind of expose something that, you know, we thought, you know, one way and he's proven it other ways? Because, I mean, dude, he's doing videos talking about y'all going to kill me in 48 hours. Y'all going to kill me in a week. Y'all going to kill me in a month. Like, I just keep hearing it, but nothing's happening. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why is why is he doing this? Like, they he was on a, a, a live and they're like, yeah, we're going to Takashi's funeral right now. That I'm just like, like this. It's just like I don't know, man. Sometimes, and again, sometimes I'm like, man, am I dating myself? Am I just getting old? Like, I can't comprehend the approach. Do you know what I mean? I think he. I think he. I think in a way he has broken. He has broken. You know the industry in a way because of that tough talk. Because he's basically you know calling people out and seeing who's real and who's not right right and in a way the people that like if we want to go to anything he tried to beef with he tried to beef with casanova casanova found it funny right but casanova also knows like yo i'm a i you know i'll say something on the record this is what it is but don't let it go any further. Right. You and a know? lot of times it's not that person that's going to do it to you, though. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's not. And like you said, it creates a, a very dangerous cycle. One that I don't think that we need to have, especially now. Because, and I like to go back to like the old mob movies, the old, you know, mafia bosses, right? There were they had rules in the you know in their territory right you know who was who you kind of had an idea of what they did but you never talked about it right you never crossed them but they but they also knew of they were they protected the community you know they try to shield people from say from, especially those ones who could be better than them they just said hey stay away you know. In today's society, we don't have those gatekeepers, you know, with social media. There's nobody at, there's nobody there to say these are the rules. What 6ix9ine has done, he's basically said there are no rules and I'm going to make a lot of money from this. But what 6ix9ine, and I don't think anybody in his crew or his team is is really realizing is you are setting basically a play-by-play of what you're saying what you're doing for the federal government to come and put a surveillance on you and if anything were anything were to happen guess what we have all your videos we have your instagram account we have your tweets whatever we have all this in a nice little binder waiting for you what do you have right you know Joe Biden said it. Joe Biden said said the best. Why are you guys doing that stuff when they can come and just get you? You are building their case for them. All they gotta do is just put the pressure, and someone in your crew is going to break. So, my thing, and Charlemagne was even trying to tell Six Nine that too. It's like, look, stop it. We've seen this story before. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it. Like, you know, just. Just chill, have your fun, you know, keep, you know, stay away from underage girls. Right. <laughs> right. But keep, but 
just keep away from this stuff. This is not going to end good. And we've seen we've seen it with uh, Troy Ave. You know, we've seen it with uh, what's his name. We've, we've seen it with a few guys, and we all- see what. Yeah, what's his name? Taxstone. Thank yep. you. Good. You know, tax. We've seen it with that whole Troy Ave Taxstone situation. We've seen it so many played out so many times that. Like you said, it's not going to be the guy who you're talking about. It's going to be that the guy of the other guy. Yep, the, 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 the person who wants to prove something. And, and and it also, you know, well, first of all, just to recall something earlier, again, Jay Prince to kind of um, remind people how serious it is. I don't know if you've seen the interview, and I forget which, uh, I think it was a 90, Hot 97, I forget where it was, but he mentioned Takashi, and he said, you know, he's in Houston a lot, and what he may not understand is that the people that allow him to be in Houston, that he's seeing in Houston would bring him to me if I wanted it. And I was like, damn, <laughs> like this is crazy. Um, and that just kind of tells you where he's at. But the one thing, I, the one question that I want to leave you with before we end, you know, the conversation with this about Takashi and everything is, is there any chance when it comes to Takashi and it comes to the people he's, you know, he brings into these beefs and, um, because let's be honest, when these things happen, there's a whole bunch of people making a whole lot of money, right? It's not just Akashi. Because when he does this and he beefs with somebody, that person that he's beefing with is also going to make a lot of money. Um, is there any chance we're all being played? Yes, there's always a chance that we're all being played. Just like in in wrestling, it's a work. Right. So we're being, you know, I, again, that's why I said it, I think it depends on the artist, you know, of who's being worked. You know, we've talked to we've talked about, you know, three people, you know, between Kanye, Drake and Takashi of what's real and what's not. Are we being worked for sales? Are we not? What you know, what's the real story? With Takashi, I really do think that at, there are certain things that he says or does that is for work, you know. Right. But, like you said, Jay Prince said it, be- said it best, you know. You come down here talking all that tough talk. You don't think people are watching you? If, Yo. it's not, if, it, if it's not me, it's the feds. Jay Prince said, people run around campaigning and sometimes they get elected. I was like, yo, if Jay Prince ain't saying things in the most smoothest way ever, I'm like, that dude's scary, man. And man, he, but he's right. You, <laughs> he's right. Did you hear? And the funny thing is, did you hear the intro that Sway gave him on his show? I did not. <laughs> oh, go watch that. If you can, just watch the vi- just watch the, the Jay Prince. Just, like literally, it's almost like a ten minute long intro for Jay Prince, and it sounds like a movie. It just it's crazy. It it was crazy. So if Jay Prince says that. You take Jay Prince at his world at his word. Jay Prince rolls with his respected. He rolls by old rules. He knows what to do, what not to do. He's done it. He's done it before. You right. know. He Jay and and the funny thing is, Jay Prince does not look like that. You know, when you see Jay Prince, you're like, "That's Jay Prince," <laughs> right? But. When you hear, but when you hear about Jay Prince, and when you hear Jay Prince talk, you're like, "Oh, that's Jay Prince." Okay, I understand. So right. again, Jay Prince, yeah. please, we all respect here. 
Yeah, if there's anything we say that's important on this episode is definitely go buy that book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All respect to Jay Prince, buy the book. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's, it's a crazy game, and it's, you know, you know, hopefully uh, these guys don't really get hurt and don't really do anything crazy, but um, it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous game they're playing sometimes, man. And you know, we'll we'll see where it all goes. We'll see. I, I I got a feeling that everything we're talking about here, from Kanye to Drake to Takashi, I don't I don't think it's finished, right? The story is not finished. It's not you know done being told. So we're only scratching the surface in reality here because there's more you know to all this um, before it's all said and done. So you know, with all that. You know, we'll see where it all goes. Before we close it out, is there anything on any three of these that you wanted to, to touch on before we close it out? I think I think we've really done a deep dive. I know we've kind of jumped around a lot because it's just a lot of layers to each one of these to these people, uh, Kanye, Drake, and Takashi. You know, I think it's right. like different layers to everything. So I really, I really think we got in depth with everything and i think for those who want to know kind of what the what beef is built on i highly recommend uh the dvd or if you can find it on whatever streaming platform uh beef volume one right right you know you're familiar with that i'm familiar with that (laughs) got dvds from way back that's way back, but but you know you can go on YouTube and f- and find it, you know. Oh yeah. But I think that kind of lay. I think that kind of really shows, you know, you know how you can have beef and make it still fun, but also the different impacts of those beefs. You know, that's a nice historical point. I wish maybe they're doing a beef. Maybe they're doing a beef right now. And we're not knowing about it with all the stuff that's going hey, on. It's possible, man. It's like the rea- it's like a, the Truman Show over here, man. It is what's real. What's fake? What's really happening? What's scripted? What's not scripted? It's a, it's madness. I tell you, Adrian, it's madness. Listen, man, this was a great conversation. Uh, obviously, I, I appreciate you know you joining me on the podcast and and having it with me. Um, you know. Again, I, I tell people definitely go check out the articles because you know between this conversation, between the articles, you you know you can see that you know the passion is authentic, and um, there's a lot of good stuff to you know to kind of digest and talk about. Um, I do like to ask the guests before we go um, to kind of leave the Cloud Dodgers family, you know, with a recommendation. So when I say recommendation, I mean anything. It could be an idea, advice, a physical item, music, food. I don't really care what it is. Um, so just if you could recommend one thing, I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, but one thing to the listeners that you feel they should try or, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, you know, there's no rules to it. Whatever you recommend is cool. Um, but Hey man, recommend something. This is your chance. Uh, well, first I want to thank you for having me on the podcast, you know, definitely appreciate you, you know, po- you know, show them out my work, you know, um, what I recommend, I think it's two things. One is I think we need to have an open mind about a lot of things, you know, everything's not in black and white and i think context is key with everything you know even at the end of the day if you still come away with you know the same belief that you did at least it'll put things in a better perspective so that's one thing but the other thing that i do want to talk about and you know we've talked about bipolar especially with kanye um showtime released a documentary uh, with uh, Marvel Ronaldo. A lot of you may not know who he is. Some of you may know. He's a WWE announcer and Showtime 
boxing announcer as well as an MMA announcer who suffers from bipolar disorder. And it was a documentary about about his struggle, about everything. And Marwanalo is an inspiration. When we talk about passion, there was a video that came out not too long ago of him calling an event at, w- at a WWE event, and you just see the passion through this man's, you know, you just hear it, you see it, you know. Right. And, but he does have his moments and when he talks about those dark days you know he shuts down and it's a crippling thing so i highly recommend that documentary just you know about you know what what the what bipolar is you know just do the education and you know again we may set, you know, we may set unpopular opinions, and it was not to offend uh, anybody who's gone through that struggle. But it's more a case of let's shine a brighter light and let's just see kind of what what it's really all about. You know, we just can't take what one person does and say, "Oh, that's how the condition is." No, it's it can form in different ways, and I think his documentary documentary really shows you know everything that goes through it but how you can overcome it so i really do recommend that it's called uh bipolar rock and roller so again if you have showtime you know check it out or different ways which we will not say on this podcast (laughs) but but definitely check it out and again you know that's all i gotta say that's why i love these recommendations man because i was not aware of that and I definitely want to see that. So that's dope, man. So that's why this is good. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, this was a good conversation because, again, you know, anyone who's been listening to Cloud Dodgers knows that the whole point of this is to connect and speak with passionate people and, you know, have honest conversations, get that inside glance in the, in the, into different, you know, aspects of life, culture, whatever it is. Um, so this conversation was great. Um, and I definitely appreciate it. Also, where can, uh, if people want to continue this discussion with you or, you know, whatever the case may be, where can they find you on social media? Uh well, I'm building up my Instagram, but for <laughs> social, it's it'll be uh, I'm on Twitter, ad underscore Gaskin G A S K I N, ad underscore Gaskin G A S K I N. You can hit me on Twitter, and we can continue the conversation there. Same same uh, handle on Instagram as well. Um, I'm sure once this <laughs> once this comes out, I'm going to have a lot more requests. So, <laughs> you know, bear with me, and of course. Everything that I say is, you know, is either jokes or just open for conversation. So that's, you know, we may have difference of opinion, but at least at the end of the day, we can see where, you know, where each of us stand and be respectful about it. Absolutely. Remember to check out the uh, articles. Uh, follow Adrian again. And you guys, like I said, man, shout out to Grassroots. Um, that's where, you know, like I said, we we, we uh, connected originally from there. So, again, shout out to everybody in Grassroots. Um, big ups to everybody for not listening to the podcast over there. Listen to that podcast. Trying to tell y'all. Um, but big shout out to everybody. And uh, Adrian, man, you have a good night, man. Uh, you too. Hey, and before I leave, definitely head up Neil for cl- at clockdodgers.com. Any, any listeners who have something to say or just want to get their work out, definitely Neil is a great is a great guy to work with and understands, you know, where we're coming from. So definitely want to 
do a quick plug for him before we end before we end so yo thank you again to adrian that concludes our conversation that we had so the kanye episode part one this episode part two that was the end of the conversation with adrian big shout out again to him for you know coming on here not holding back his thoughts his feelings on any of the stuff that we discussed um you know some people don't want to do that so uh, that's what makes podcasting different you know it's a different kind of avenue because of that. It's a different lane um but shout out again to adrian uh, again if you want to find him I gave his uh, Twitter out in the beginning of the show, but I'll give it one more time. Uh, this is his Twitter. It's his Instagram, everything. So whatever you do, you know, you can find him. It's a- at A-D underscore G-A-S-K-I-N. Um, now, again, you know, this conversation, obviously, I can't wait to hear what you guys had to, you know, your thoughts on this as far as, um, you know, the beef and rap, you know, the battles and rap, whether there's a line to draw. I think that's one of the big questions that, I want to hear answered by you guys, the listeners, um, when it comes to, and it doesn't even have to be rap. It could be anything in life, right? Is there a line that you draw, uh, if it, even if it's an argument with someone, a debate with someone, um, do you draw a line somewhere or do you say, you know, in war, in this battle, anything is fair? I'm curious which you know, which one I get more answers in, whether some people are like, nah, there's lines I draw, you know, I don't want to go too far. Um, and I think that you keep it clean that way. And I want to hear how many people say, nah, ain't out the sand in their eye. If I got to, to get that little, you know, a little lead. <laughs> so I'm curious what you guys say. I'm, I'm curious to hear the, uh, you know, the end results of that. But other than that, guys, um, music is a really cool thing. So whether it's hip hop, whether it's pop, whether whatever you're in rock, um, you know, all, all the different kinds of music. Um, there's this kind of stuff in everything. Um, but I feel like hip hop and rap have the most uh, fun in that regard because they there's so much more into it. I feel like there's so much more deeper. Um, some of those kinds of music, you just kind of get what's on the surface for the most part. Um, but every, everything has a story to tell. Um, every, every, everything should be appreciated. Um, so I just like to get into these conversations to see, you know, to see where they lead us. And uh, it's a lot of stuff to look into. Like the Kanye episode, I expect to hear a lot from you guys, um, you know, on your thoughts on some of these things. Um, Takashi's an interesting cat. So if you if you are not familiar with Takashi's music uh, or 6 9 whatever you want to call him, if you're not familiar with his music or his, his antics, uh, his, his, you know, the way he carries himself. Just look him up. Just you got, you got to at least see the guy uh, to, to see what I'm talking about. Rainbow hair. You know, he, he's just uh, he's kind of broken the system right now. So it's really interesting. Um, other than that, guys, again, if you have for any reason any request, any um, you know, any any topics you want us to discuss, any guests that you want to have on specifically, like in a certain lane, um, reach out to me. I, I can definitely try to get certain guests on if there's someone you want to hear from or a certain conversation you want had on here, because you know when it's on the Cloud Dodger podcast, it's gonna be real, it's gonna be raw, it's gonna be passionate. Um, no, 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 nothing's gonna be, um, you know, rehearsed or, uh, or, or. Um, you know, no one, no one's gonna bite their tongue. That's what this is. This that's what this platform is for. Um, so if if you have any certain topics you want discussed, I have, some people have re- reached out to me. I'm I'm working on them. But any, any other topics, any certain guests you want to hear from, um, anything at all, just reach out. You guys know I always uh, appreciate the emails and and the DMs. Um, you know, it, it's a really dope community. So shout out to everybody again. Um, shout out to everybody involved. If you haven't left a review for the podcast, um, I, it may not seem like a lot, but it does a lot for us because, um, 
people go into the the podcast section right when they're on their apps like for instance say you're using an iphone um they go in there and they and they find a podcast or they hear about it or you know whatever and they go in there and they look at the reviews and they see okay they got five stars that's great right um we see the info and what it's about that's great but what are people saying about it you know and that's where you know your review comes in so important uh so shout out to everybody who's left reviews already um, that's really big of y'all. Um, but if there's anyone who hasn't left one yet, if you're a new listener, if this is your first time listening, maybe you're a few, maybe, maybe you've been listening for three or four episodes now and you want to just show us some love. Um, it's super appreciated. Um, so you just go into the app, search the clock Dodgers, and then, you know, leave your, leave your, uh, your rating, but it's really appreciated because it gives people an idea of what to expect. You know, when, when they go in there, they can kind of see, you know, what, what, what it's about, what people are saying. And, you know, you're going to get your occasional hater in there. We got them in there. Um, we got weirdos who have left reviews that were positive, five-star reviews, and then came back around out of some weird spiteful shit and uh, changed it to, like, two stars. So you're, you know, you you coming and showing love and giving real feedback would assist us uh, in, you know, not getting those people out the way. I don't, I don't know what that's about, some weirdo stuff, but... Um, you guys know how it is. We always spread the love here. We always spread the positivity, the motivation. I want to close this episode out on a dope song. I mean, really dope. Um, the last episode, Jay Lone killed it. Um, this episode, I dug a little deep for y'all, right? So here's what I did. Um, I I wanted to reach out to an artist because there's a really talented artist. Her name is Renee Gardner. Uh and she has really dope music. Um, you guys know I play all different kinds of music on here, whether it's straight up hip hop, straight rap, straight bars. Some got you know radio friendly music, um, and then I like to play some singers with dope vibes, right? Um, I'm all about the vibes, right? Uh, and there's a few singers out there who could really kill it, and she's one of them. Uh, if you're not familiar with her, that's cool because you're about to get familiar with her. Um, if you're looking for her on social media, you want to follow her. Let me get you all the information because I don't want to miss nothing. Uh, let's see. On social media, I have it right here for y'all. One second. One second. It's at Renee, which is R-E-N-E-E-T-H-E-G. Renee the G, if you wanted to sound it out. At R-E-N-E-E-T-H-E-G. And again, that's on everything. That's on um, Instagram. That's on Twitter. So wherever you want to find her, you can find her there. I highly recommend you follow her. Um, This song, when I say I dug deep, what I meant by that was this song, I actually asked her for it. And it hasn't even been released yet. Uh, She had a snippet of it on her Instagram, a video, a video snip, a little clip of of the song. And I was like, yo, that song is super dope. And so I said, hey, you know would you mind putting that song on the podcast? And she was like, you know, I'd love to. And you're actually, you know, going to be one of the first to hear it in its entirety and, you know, have the whole song. So this is an exclusive right here. This is a, this is a clock Dodgers exclusive, uh, straight from Renee. Uh, again, super talented artist. Um, she's going to be releasing the full project soon. It's not out yet. As far as the album goes, it's called peace of mind and that's not out yet. It will be out soon. So, you know, keep an eye out for it. If you want to 
you know, I, the best place to direct you to is, is the website. It's the hip hop soul, T H E H I P H O P S O U L.com. She actually has a VIP, uh, VIP program that you can sign up, you know, and get exclusive content and everything is really cool. Uh, I'm, she's not sure yet what other platforms are to be on. She's working on getting it all, you know, all together, but it's going to be released on that website. So if you just go to the hip hop soul, sign up for the VIP, you'll get it as soon as it comes out or you get information as soon as it comes out. Um, but again, this is an exclusive for Clock Dodgers. This song is not released nowhere yet. Go ahead, you know, try to search it. Try to search it and say you found it. Exclusive. Big shout out to Renee. Really good person. You can tell from her music um, and from her social media and everything. Just a good soul. You know what I'm saying? Just a really cool vibe. Um, so, again, the project is called Peace of Mind. The song that you're about to hear, that you're about to hear right now, the exclusive that you're about to hear is industry politics. It'll make sense when you hear it. Industry politics. Let, let's just go ahead and play the song. Renee Gardner, Industry Politics, off the Peace of Mind album. Keep an eye out for it. Keep an eye because it's not here yet. This is exclusive. But just go to the website, sign up for the VIP program, thehiphopsoul.com, and you'll be one of the first to know about it. All right? Caught Dodgers, I appreciate you guys. As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging. I beat the scene but keep my concentration Cause I see how the politics be moving But I gotta keep proving what I'm doing So I'll call you up and try to get you on the line I send an email, damn I can't get no reply So I think that it's something that I'm No. 